This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at the cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of the cooperators. This is a Co-op TV podcast. You are listening to the Advisors Network Podcasts, where your fellow advisors share tips, stories, and lessons learned. As we continue to transform to advice-based services like life, commercial, and wealth, you may have questions or concerns about what it takes to be successful. In this series on Wealth Tips, we talk to some top advisors who are focusing on building a wealth book of business long before there was a wealth strategy. You know, I, I've had a lot of people say, ask me, what's your secret? And I'll, do, I'll usually lead them on. I said, it's a really big secret. It's huge. It's a big secret. It's called the phone. You pick the phone up and you call clients. Or you have your staff put clients in front of you. You, you have to have clients in front of you no matter what. And I mean, that's that's not anybody hasn't heard before. I'm Brad Scott, and I'm sitting with Jansen McKinnon, a fisherman's son from Surrey PEI. He's a successful financial advisor with three locations, Surrey, Montague, and Stratford, and still finds time to fish for tuna. An advisor with the cooperators for 18 years, Jansen's agency has big auto, home, and commercial books, which are managed by seven staff, but his main role is financial services. Prince Edward Island is is definitely uh, unique in, in Canada, and uh, so how is that reflected in in how you do your business and and what your clientele looks like? The town of Surrey is a small town of about maybe twelve to thirteen hundred. My SMA, which would include another small town about a half hour from Surrey, which would be Montague, about fifteen thousand in that in that area. I guess for me, my clientele is your. You know, you're a small business owner, a lot of fishermen, farmers. Um, I, I guess we call it a kitchen table market that I deal in. Um, the fishing industry here in the last 10 years has uh, played a major uh, financial impact to the community. And, th- and that's where I uh, focus most of my time with is the fishermen. A lot of people, since I started with cooperators, they can't believe I come from a small town and I, I do what I do. Um, on a regular basis and, and honestly I don't think I'm doing anything anything special I'm just I'm in kind of ingrained in the community and I I enjoy my clients and I I I have no problem talking to anybody and that comes with with uh, more uh, experience in this business too but I think my background has has helped me too because uh, you know the fishing thing is I, I still do it I'm still involved with it every May and June and and uh, I think that's really helped me in my business over the last number of years. So when when you sit down and talk to a client about about wealth, how do you how do you start the conversation? Um it's usually just a conversation about what are you doing for your retirement plan? Um whether it be a pension plan or RSPs or tax-free savings account. It's just more of a conversation of are you saving money for tomorrow or down the road? And it just usually leads into that. And the biggest thing that I do find when I'm talking with clients with that is they may be saving, um, but they have no idea where they're going with it. So that's our job as advisors to be able to uh, say that, okay, you're putting 100 bucks a month in and this is, is this going to fund your retirement and you're 45 years old? It's 
probably not going to happen. So it's to have them conversations with them and, and even have conversations with people with uh, pension plans. They do feel that the pension plan is like the blanket that's going to save them in retirement. But a lot of times if you, if you don't understand your pension plan, um, it may not be as uh, lucrative as, as you might think it'd be. So that's where an advisor comes into play where you can have them conversations with them on that. So someone who, who's not doing a lot of wealth business now, what would your, what would your recommendations be? How, what's a good way to get started and, and, uh, and to, to grow their confidence? I would say to any new young uh, or any advisor that's coming into it, um, if you don't have an RSP yourself or a tax-free savings account, get one. Start saving for yourself. Uh, I think that's probably where I learned the most when I was in anything I did, when I was trying to sell life insurance, critical illness insurance, whatever, if I didn't have it, it was harder to sell. That's the first thing that I'd be doing. The next thing is, is just ask. You never know where it's going to go. Like I've had clients where I've just asked and ends up being a $500,000 account. You don't, you just don't know. And if the clients, even if they start with $25 a month, I mean, they're, they're plans that will grow over time. You'll grow with that client um, and hopefully be able to bring in other assets from that client over time. But I think the biggest thing is is, is educating yourself um, with, with your peers, but also just being able to ask clients um, and, and try to get over that barrier because – you can't sit there and think, okay, I'm going to ask this guy and you're going to try to answer all of the questions that he might have before he even opens his mouth. I had an advisor call me the other day about a situation where he figures he's going to get some money coming in. And he was asking me, all the advisors asking me all these questions. And I said, did you meet with him yet? No, I haven't met with him. Then you got to sit there and you got to listen to what he has to say. You can't, you're, you can't know all the answers. Um, so that's the biggest thing is just ask, have the clients come in, have them tell them what you have. That's, I mean, that's what I've been doing for the last 25 years. Does your approach, uh, to wealth change depending on, on your clientele, specifically rural versus urban or that, that sort of thing? Does that have an impact at all? Um, it does somewhat, um, Depending on the client, if it's a new client, 25 years old, and they're going to put money away, you're going to have a different conversation with them than you're going to have with somebody that's 55 or 60 getting ready for retirement. So um, I, I wouldn't say the – it's it's generally the same conversation, but it might have a different uh, um, – I don't know how to say it. Like if it's a – it's like a – what their experience is, I guess, in the investment business, because I can dummy it down pretty well for clients, which I always generally do, because at the end of the day, it's just about putting money away um, and letting it grow for retirement. And, and I really like with younger clients showing them exactly what that 50 or 100 bucks a month would do for them in the long run. And if you decided to put $200 a month in down the road, like, that sort of stuff is what I do with younger clients, whereas the uh, older clients that have, they're, they they get more stuck on um, rates of returns and that sort of stuff. 
Jansen, do you have any advice as to where advisors should be focusing their attention now with this new wealth strategy? What I see with a lot of new advisors coming in, especially when you go to meetings, they're sitting there talking about doing home inspections. They're talking about doing auto policies. They're talking about doing commercial policies. They're doing like I just don't think you can be doing all of that and stay in the focused on the financial services. So how do you make that happen? So what what's a strategy to to ensure that you're successful in wealth given given all those different priorities? The thing for me when I came in when I started first it was I had no idea what general I had nothing to do with insur- general insurance. I mean, I bought car insurance and house insurance cuz you have to. I had four or five staff with me at that time. They were doing it. I thought how am I going I'm not going to tell them how to do their job. So I just said, "You guys focus on that." What I want you to do is I want you to introduce the clients to me for the financial services. And I kept myself focused on the financial services. I, I never got drawn into it, which is not, that's not usually the case back when we started, or like back 20 years ago when you when you were an agent. You always seemed to got, you got drawn in to have to do the commercial insurance or you have to do that. I never did. I, uh, I, I kept my focus on that. I, I remember one day I was going out and I, I went out to do a home, home inspection or inspecting a wood stove or something. And I was in behind this place doing wood stove, which is fine. And I know what I'm doing when it comes to that stuff. But then like the next day I was doing a, a million dollar transaction or retirement plan for a client. Like what, what do you want to be doing? You know? So that's why I've, been able to focus on it because when I came in I, I focused on the financial services to be able to if I could get my salary out of what I made on the financial services that's what I I felt well that'll justify why I'm staying doing what I'm doing what percentage is wealth of your business now I'd say my financial services overall would be at least it's probably between 30 30 percent 30 35 percent of your business of my business and what about your time it's all of my time the financial services all of my time. I, I don't, I, I have office managers that deal with the, the management of the office. So most of my time is focused on life and investments. So can you be, can you be successful in wealth if you're not dealing with those kind of on a resourcing level? You mean the other lines of business? Is that what you mean? Well, yeah. And, and kind of protecting your time. And as you say, making sure that your, your time is being spent where it's most valuable. I think you can if you're focused on it. But the thing is, it's like the the old path of least resistance. If you know, there's a lot of advisors that struggle in the financial services. If you don't, if you struggle there and you don't like doing it, you're not going to do it, right? So you're going to spend more time on the commercial and home, and farm or whatever, right? So, but at at the end of the day, the big part of our business now is the financial services. So you have to like what you're doing and want to do it, right? Because if you don't, because it's like me, I, I, I'm not a big uh, auto insurance. I don't want to have anything to do with it. So I'm not going to spend any time on it. It's easy for me because I don't like doing it. Same with the office managing. I, I'm not I'm not a manager. I'm more of a sales guy. I'm a people guy. I'd like to have clients in front of me. That's what I do. So when I got my agency to the place where I could afford it, that's when an office manager gets hired. Why is the wealth be such a good fit? for for the cooperators and uh, and and what you're doing
Well, I, I just think it goes hand in hand. Um, you know, we we uh, we have a, a pretty strong financial service uh, uh, department or or arm in our in our cor- in our um, company. So, you know, when you're doing life insurance and planning, um, that's one part of a financial plan. Um, the other part is savings for retirement. So, I think it goes, it does go hand in hand, and I think. With the uh, the new strategy, which I do agree with, um, that what what's out there now is you have the banks that are doing the bulk of the business um, from from a savings and wealth standpoint, but they're lacking in advice to the clients. And then you go a step further where the wealthy, the, the larger accounts, you know, to get any kind of advice, you got to be over probably a million dollars. So there is a market there for us with, uh, you know, being able to service, a, you know, a clientele or a market there that, yeah, they're not coming with us with the 500000 but they might have a $30,000 investment that they're just starting out and they're going to grow that. So, and we're going to be able to give them any advice that they need, um, whereas the banks are not doing that. Um and I think with our books that we have now on the PNC side, being able to ask and getting our clients that are already doing business with us now, it's going to be an easy fit. How, how important has wealth been to your success as, as an advisor? It's been, uh, it's been pretty important. Um, it, it is one of them things, too, like from a, a compensation standpoint, um, I was probably eight, seven or eight years in, you know, doing it, but then realized that it, it is a, it is a, once you, once you, uh, start accumulating assets, it's a big, uh, it can be a big driver of, uh, of comp within your, your agency. Um, you know, it's, uh, that's one of the things that for me on my vesting side, I, I never, really paid much attention to until I had the conversation with Steve Smallwood. I mean, everybody is out there trying to grow their, their uh, PNC books and grow their commercial and home, where if you start to focus on the uh, accumulating assets, the trailers on that, it, it becomes a, a, pretty, a pretty good uh, um, you know, pension plan for myself within, you know, when I sell out the business, right? So... It's obviously a winning formula. Can you share a success story? So back in February, um, we uh, we put a little push on doing client reviews uh, with clients that had uh, life insurance with me. So we had a, a two farm uh, owners come in to see me with their father, and we were uh, reviewing their million-dollar term policies. So anyway, it was just a, more of a conversation. It was just reviewing what they had telling them that the uh, uh, the 20-year term is going to go up after 20 years and how that works. And then I thought, well, um, I'll show them what uh, a $500,000 whole life would do on a 20 pay. So I showed them different options. It was more talking about permanent life insurance, uh, the importance of it from, you know, an estate planning standpoint down the road. And and knowing, uh, knowing the farmers and and uh, what like these these guys are putting out every year with uh, farm leases and uh, farm tractor leases, and it you know 
there's quite a bit of money going out the door. Um, so I just showed them three different options around permanent life insurance and the father was there. So obviously he, he could see the importance in it. Anyway, I, I just, I never really thought any more of it. I did, uh, three quotes. I said, I did like a good, better invest. Um, and then I never thought of it anymore. I text him the next week and, uh, he said, oh, sorry, we didn't get back to you, but we're going to go with that plan that you showed us. And I was like, which one? Well, the best one. It ended up being like $16,000 in premium. Um, I Like I was just shocked. Uh, to, to Just just from a client review to have a casual conversation about permanent life insurance. And there again, it just shows you, you, don't, you just don't know. Sometimes we shy away from showing larger quotes because they think they can't afford it. But when you get to know your clients and you get to see what's important to them, and, and I knew that it was important for them to have life insurance, obviously to protect the debts, but they like to see something that they're putting it away that they're going to get something in the end. And this is a, obviously a scenario if in the event of a death, it's going to get paid out. But, you know, these guys are in their 30s. By the time they're 65, it's paid up and it's worth some money to the company. So anyway, that's a, a good news client review story because... It certainly wasn't something that I set out to do and nobody does, but if you don't ask at all, then you're out of the business. So that's the way I look at it. I think you made it clear, Jansen. It's just about getting the clients in front of you and the rest falls into place. Thanks for sharing your story with us. For more tips and tricks from your fellow advisors, please subscribe to the Advisor Network Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future podcasts, please contact me, Brad Scott, at Co-op TV.